This is Donna Otto, and this is the end of the merry month of May. And we've been talking about motherhood. It's actually not the end. It's already over. It's the first of June. But we spent the month of May talking about motherhood. And if you have missed any of those lessons, I hope you'll go back and listen to them, especially the two very long ones of Training the Will of a Child, Part 1 and 2. They are the hallmark of what I believe helps us to be mothers who will grow up to be glad we were mothers, raising children who grow up to be their best possible self. We don't do shows in the summer, but we'll have some summer offerings for you. And one of our summer offerings is that the entire series of Choices Matter is available to you at no cost through the months of June, July, and August. They are not terribly expensive to begin with, but we'd like this pandemic summer after this hard year we've had to be something that would enable you to do it. If you would like a copy of my book written by myself, Loving Life as an At-Home Mom, all you have to do is subscribe to the Modern homemakers.org website, and we'll put you on our list, and you'll get three or four things a year, but you'll get a free copy of my book. Be sure you write your hard mailing address and your name. Type it will be great, because then we can see it in the email. And lastly, um, don't forget that on June 9th, we will air a remarkable marriage story. We're calling it The Marriage Reveal. I can barely speak of it without tears because it is a beautiful story of children who love God and are trained to be people who make a good choice and who made a choice in one another. And you know, even if it wasn't a good choice, they made it and they've kept it. It was a good choice. And the story of the struggles and the toil and the tears will move you, but they are real, every piece of it. So I hope that you will join us on June 9th for the marriage reveal. So this is the end of the end of the mother training, and it's a simple lesson to spank or not to spank. Is that simple enough? And you're thinking, is this woman crazy that she's talking about it so simply? Well, I sort of am crazy, I think. But again, I went to the Proverbs. When asked this question, I had to come up with a decision myself. Not only as I mothered, but a decision that I had to choose decades ago when I was a young woman beginning to teach other young women about motherhood. Now, I want you to know that I am very aware of the statistics in America of child abuse and people who are out of control of their um, of themselves. 
I understand that totally. And I want to say to you, whoever you are, if you find that you do not have control over yourself, you start to spank a child or speak to a child and it turns into yelling and screaming, I do hope that you will seek some help in your church and professional help. But if you're the mom at home who's doing what mothers do and she's tired and exhausted from time to time and loses her cool and is authentically, oh, dreadfully sorry, um, this lesson is for you. This is this, the lesson to spank or not to spank. Why would we spank? Why would we do that? Especially in a culture that is so full of abuse. Well, it's because the scripture gives us some indication that we should. So I have four passages I want you to look at, and then I'm just going to paraphrase them basically and give you a thought or two. Proverbs 29 and 15, the scripture says, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. So let me say that spanking and instruction give self-control and understanding but an undisciplined child can bring sorrow and regret to his mother. I know the first things you're going to say is, how old should I spank? What should I spank? What should I use? I know all those questions, but let me address a few of them, okay? Uh, Elizabeth Elliot always said that, that there was a switch, and the switch was the thing that you got from the tree, and you literally hit their little legs because it stung, and they didn't like it. The whole idea of to spank or not to spank is not to beat our children, but to allow them to understand that there is painful consequence for this kind of behavior. And it is to be done less than more. It is not the first thing you do, it's the last thing you have to do. It's because your children are not adhering to the things you've been training them to do. Stop. When you say stop, if the child is two years old, they can understand what the word stop means. If you keep training and you keep offering and you keep doing it, looking at them eye to eye with a reasonable tone and expecting from them reasonable um, behavior and they don't do it, it's time to spank. Proverbs twenty two fifteen, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will reprove it far from him. This is a lack of understanding, a silliness and irresponsibility are in the nature of a child. They are. They, they, they just go crazy. Don't you just love it when little children are being sillier than silly? They're silly. I love it. I love it. But spanking with instruction will help him mature and grow in wisdom. And when they're being silly and having fun and we're laughing around the table and we're playing charades till we're falling on the floor with laughter, that is acceptable fun and silliness. But when they're being disobedient and not doing what they've been asked to do by a mother who is reasonable and expects things that are um, options for their children, then the rod of discipline is what should be handled. Proverbs 13 and 24, he who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. Refusing to spank your child is not loving him, but despising him. The parent who loves his child consistently disciplines him. Now, one of the questions that people always want to ask me is, how old should they be? That isn't an answer you should even ask yourself. You're not looking at it for the long term. 
We're looking at this for the understanding that mama is, papa is, the one who is responsible. Those stories that we've all heard that I've experienced as a child. When your father gets home, you're going to get spanked. And what did I get spanked with? A belt. I mean, th that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the father and the mother who are training and teaching their children and disciplining them. The last Proverbs is Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So I'm asking you, mother, to take refuge in God. Is it your desire to train a child? Do you clearly understand what you want that child to look like when he leaves home? Are you, are you kidding me, Donna? I've just started breastfeeding. What can I be thinking about leaving home? Now is the best time. Now is the only time. There are so many lovely volumes of work that will help you. Uh, I was thinking of the book written by, what's his name? I can't say his name offhand. Uh, Learning to Love Your Child. He describes how we love our children. He puts ahead of you circumstances to understand. His last name is Ross, I think. Ross Campbell is his name. Ross Campbell. And um, learning to love your child. And he, he puts in front of you things that are discernible, are transferable. By the time a child is two years old, he should be sort of doing this. And, and there, there are rungs. We're not asking every child to be spelling supercalifragilisticexpialidocious by the time they're seven. But we're asking every child and every parent to know, who is this child? I, I encourage you to take as many evaluations and temperament disorders as you possibly can about your children. Come to know them and love them and understand them. So this spanking is the thing that happens after you've explained to them and exercised your authority over them as a parent, and a child is still exercising their individualism, their selfishness, their denial to do what they've been told, their denial to be obedient. Women often ask me this. I'm 46 years old. I'm 58 years old. I'm having trouble being obedient to God's word. Oh, my dear sisters, I know that. I grew up in the same environment when no one expected obedience from me at all. And as an adult and as a follower of Christ, I, I struggled with how to be obedient to the one true living God. I want you to raise your children so they will understand what obedience looks like. So there are some do's and don'ts of spanking. Choose ahead of time what the behavior will be corrected with a spanking. Spank in love. Spank your children in private. Very important in today's culture especially. Be consistent. Use the bookends of love. Talk with your children in a firm but loving voice before spanking them and hug them afterwards. You, how many of you have said that? Oh, my father always said this would be my, for me. It was for my good. It hurts me more than it hurts you, I've heard mothers say. The bookends of love. Pray with your children. Reinforce the idea that their disobedience is offensive to the one true living God. And spank your child as soon as possible after the act of disobedience. Don't let that thing hang over their heads, okay? 
Don't. Don't spank in anger. Don't spank a child in a way that shows disrespect. Don't slap a child in the face. It's disrespectful. Don't spank more than necessary. Remember, you're using this as a measured amount of pain. Don't react to a situation. Don't spank your child for plain old messiness or childishness. If a two-year-old spills a glass of milk, you can't spank that child. Don't allow your children to manipulate you. Remember how smart they are, moms. And don't allow for excessive crying or screaming following the spanking. May I tell you how the counselors and psychologists have framed all of that? These children know very well the exact proportion of screaming and yelling and crying they do, they believe, will minimize the next spanking. Are they smart enough to sit down and figure that out logically and write it out in a textbook? No, but they do it textbook style. And the last thing I want to say to you is that your children will not die. They will not die from a spank. I know, in a, in a society that encourages and still often looks the other way, and where every 10 seconds a child in America is beat up by a parent. Child abuse kills more children than falls, drownings, suffocation from food or fires in homes. Head trauma is the leading cause of child abuse among babies, caused from violent shaking. Until you have seen a child with a shoe print across his face or a belt abused on her face or neck, you cannot know the serious effect of it. But they will not die if you spank your child with a rod of discipline and reproof, as I have mentioned to you today in this lesson. They will not die. They will grow old and wise and will be trained in their disciplines and behaviors, be able to be obedient to God and to the rules of the land and the authority that they will work for and to all the places that our children will grow up to be engaged in understanding what obedience means, especially obedience to the one true living God. I'm Donna Otto, and we've been talking about motherhood, my favorite job, and my favorite dear friend who has three children, and on the day her last child left, she called me sobbing when she said, it's my favorite job. I'll never have a job that I've loved more. And I agree with her. I've never had a job I've loved more. Go out and show that love to your children. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of spanking when necessary. <laughs>